Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host Marina of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host Draggle of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, Season 2. Well, I guess we discussed Season 1 too, since I don't think we ever had an episode on it. Well, I'm not sure actually, but we have talked about it in Season Previews and Reviews, right? Since we already right. had like a full season from before. And then we've joked about this, how you think it's fantastic, and I think it's fantastically bad. <laughs> Wait, you think it's fantastically bad? Why are you so surprised every time Wait, this comes what? up? How is that possible? It's, it's the becoming, best show of the season. It's becoming not bad, and that is an outright lie. That's an outright lie that it's the best of the season, because we just talked about Oshinoko, and that is the best of the season. I'm sorry, I love Oshinoko, but Gundam is better. That's bullshit. That's 100% true. <laughs> okay, obviously we have passionate feelings about it, but I will admit that to me, G-Witch has become more interesting as of lately than it was in the first season. Really? Why is that? Because it's finally becoming more action and drama oriented. Well, uh, yes, it is definitely more dramatic. There's like a war happening. Everyone's not getting along. I don't watch Gundam for some like happy dappy school life. Oh, let me do these fake battles that don't actually matter. Blah blah blah. No, I watch <laughs> Gundam for like war and you know there's like super inflated egos and personalities and just vengeance. Yeah, that's what I watch it for. Okay, well I will admit that the second season is even better than the first season, okay, which good. was already amazing. Good. Okay. But yes. Alright, so I, I watched, uh, well, as you know, I saved the best for last. So I actually hadn't finished the final episode of last season until uh, last week when I watched it up until the latest episode in the Excellent. span of like one day. One, one so day. I kind of stopped and I stayed up really late. <laughs> actually surprised you were able to do so just because it's gotten a lot heavier. And so I thought you would find it like actually more difficult to marathon. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not easily affected by this kind of heaviness. Okay. I enjoy suffering. It gives me more energy. Is that why you like To Your Eternity? Because you enjoy suffering? Yeah. <laughs> but could you marathon that show? Exactly. To Your Eternity is great, too. Although not oh, as no. good as Gundam. See, I can't marathon stuff like that. Like, I need breaks. I need breathing room. Yeah, for me, I need breaks in the happy, fluffy shows, because I just... No, Can't that's the shit much. you can marathon, but... Uh, no. Well, okay. So this episode, or this season, is only 12 episodes, so you didn't have to catch up on that much, right? Uh, no. And it's anime original, we don't have any source material to pull from, so everything's a surprise. And it's such a surprise. I, I don't think I felt, like, this excited watching a new episode as I did since Code Geese. You're excited. Like, you're actually... Yeah. On the edge of your seat, excited. Yeah, I'm like, how is Jaturk going to suffer next week? Wait, do you want Jaturk to suffer? I feel bad for him now. No, I feel bad for him too. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you like sound so like, ooh, how oh, we'll go suffer, please. 
but it's so entertaining. Like every week, I'm like, they possibly can't make Jacek suffer any more than they already <laughs> this have. Poor guy. Please go easy on poor Jacek. <laughs> and they finally cut off his hair. His glorious hair has been shaved down. Oh, <laughs> my poor man. Yeah, actually, I loathed his character in the first season. I know. And now, me too. now I'm like, oh, please, Jacek, just you know. <laughs> I think he's currently like the only character that I unambiguously hope that he'll he'll be happy. Yeah. He he's tried so hard. He's suffered so much. Okay, so wait, rewind. I'm assuming you probably ship Mia, Rina, and Saleta, right? Of course. Or do you? Okay, of course. Of course. I do. But I have to I have to admit, once I realized that Guel Turk also had a thing for Saleta Mercury. I kind of like the idea of them too, so I ship them a little bit. Okay, I acknowledge that, and I support your shipping. Okay, thank you, because obviously my previous ship, Ellen, is never gonna <laughs> it's never gonna work out. All right, he's gone because this current Ellen is a bastard. But I actually I think my like second biggest ship is Bastard Ellen and the Terrorist. That one is just like that's so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I know it was great. It was so of course, good. the crazies are like crazy for each other. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, that was that was hilariously dramatic and heartbreaking and just predictable. Obviously, and you know when he like confesses his feelings to her, and she suddenly seems so like surprised and hopeful. And of course, the beam from nowhere is going to come and obliterate her. <laughs> Uh, Christ, that's Gundam. what you get what you get for making plans right <laughs> same thing with the girl who had the big crush on guel's little brother right oh right right like that was obvious the second that she's like i'm gonna go blah 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 talk to him and i'm like oh no you're not bitch you're gonna die <laughs> you're not making it out of this building and of course that's you know she didn't i mean she did but she's like it's not sure whether or not she's going to survive. And now, <laughs> now his brother is also on his quest for vengeance. So it's great. I love how this show keeps like taking the villains and making them suffer so much that you feel bad for them. Yeah, right? Now I, I even feel kind of bad for that. The guy who was like the CEO who got kidnapped and he's in the wheelchair on life support. Yeah. Isn't that Shadik's uh, adoptive father? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. He seemed like such like a terrible, unredeemable villain at the start. I I do admire writers who are able to do that. Take some, somebody that you just loathe, someone that you can't stand. Right. And you live their lives or you see them go through these uh, events and spend time with them, and then you start to sympathize with them, and then you start to feel bad for them, and then you start to like them. I'm even feeling bad for uh, that girl who steps on people, who like announce, who runs the the competitions, and she's a fortune teller. Yeah, I hate her. Yeah, I hate her too, but <laughs> she's growing on me, and I'm afraid. No, no, do not be tricked, Draggle. <laughs> she is horrible. And that little boy who speaks through the robot ball thing, like, no. Like a little boy who speaks to you. The, she's always with this other kid who has the, you know, the Gundam mascot. The I forget what the ball is Haru. called. Yeah, Haru. Um, they're just dumb. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the, it's making me like. Initially, I loved Miarne uh, and Suleta so much. It's making me dislike them a little bit too. I do dislike them. I don't ship them. I don't like them. <laughs> but you ship Suleta and uh, what's his face? Guel. 
Yeah, go watch a Turk. Well, because, I don't know, I feel like there's just so much drama, so much history behind Mia Rene's family and Saleta's, you know, her quote-unquote mother, that it'll make it really hard for them to, like, get out of that hole and move forward. And I think Guel is, like, a nice, like, even ground that they could, you know, start a little further up. Right, right. Actually, I'm really scared that they're going to do the same thing with uh, Suleta's mother. And it's going to be like, oh, actually, she just loved her daughter. That's why she became... No, I don't think that's going to happen because, okay... We already saw that in the very the, the prequel, right? That wasn't the first episode. It was the prequel where we got to see like what happened in the Vanadis incident. That's true. I forgot all about that. Yeah, where we see her mother, like when she didn't wear the mask, when she seemed happy because she had a husband, she had her daughter, who you thought was Saleta, and then you find out later is not. Right. Like she was already happy there. And then we see them go through that trauma. You're, you're already sympathizing with her at that point, right? Right. And since then, it's been just this gradual downhill. I don't think they're going to bring us back to that because we've already, like, had our good expectations of her, our good feelings about her, and then shit just keeps being uncovered that makes us dislike her. Which would make it even more entertaining if, like, then they uncover the shit that makes us like her, and then we hate her again, and then we like her again. I mean, I think with them revealing the whole truth about Eric Ariel, right? Mm. I mean, a part of me sympathizes with her that she didn't want to let go of her daughter, right? right? And this is like her trying to make a world for her daughter to live in, who like is this robot now and can only live in this robot unless she does this quiet zero thing to like make the whole area her playground, which is like fucking crazy. Right? <laughs> she like <laughs> thinks that that's a real life. But... Also understandable, like, as the source of her grief, right? She's gone crazy, and this is, like, her idea of giving her daughter a real life. So, yeah. Do I feel bad for her? Sure. Do I want her to succeed? Obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much no one. There's no one left we want to succeed, except Jatuk. I I feel bad for Shadik, actually. Go on. I said I feel bad for Shadik as well. You you remember which one Shadik is? Yeah, I remember Shadik. Well, because he's, like, in a tough place, right? Because he, like we mentioned, he's adopted. He's adopted Earthian by Spacian, the head of Grassley. And he's been raised up in a position of privilege, but obviously never forgot where he came from, which I can respect, right? Like, he, he remembers where he's from. He knows the difficulties that they go through. And he's trying to, like, make them equals. I don't think he's going about it the right way, but I can still understand where he's coming from. And, I don't know, I kind of ship him and Miorina, even though that's never going to happen. <laughs> no, definitely not. Well, that's just true. like, I don't think Guel and Sleta will ever happen, but, no. yeah, I can dream. Uh, yeah, some of the characters I feel most sympathetic for are the terrorists. I mean, obviously, like, they're child soldiers. You're going to feel for them. Right. That's just sad. And they're also crazy, but also sad. <laughs> I really like uh, Nika. Is that her name? Yeah, that's you liked her from the very beginning. I remember you being a big fan of her character design. She has a cool hair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was in a really tough spot, too, because she's kind of like Shadik, right? I mean, that's why she was sort of stuck working for him. Right. I sympathize with her more than Shadik, though. Yeah? Shadik is just, like, in a more powerful position. Yeah. Where you feel like he could have made things turn out better. She, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously more fortunate 
getting yeah. put into that role. Although then it questions like, do you think like anyone else, like there are other children, other Earthian children who were adopted, who were brought into space and they could have been in that position just as well as he could have. And I don't know if they could have done as well as him in like manipulating the events that had happened. Yeah, for sure. I do like Nika, and I really did like that whole confrontation that she had with uh, Martin, I think his name is, the head yeah. of their house. I liked that uh, sort of drama, even though I like, kind of always thought Martin was a coward, little coward bitch. But like, Yeah, fuck Martin. <laughs> I know. Again, like I understand his process, but like, you know, he acknowledges that he should have tried talking to her, but he was scared. Yeah. I saw this really funny tweet, which is like, I, I can forgive Martin for betraying Nika. Earthhouse could never forgive him for uh, sucking up to that. Uh, who's that girl who like leads the duels? Who does the fortune talk? Yeah, the one that you say you like now, right? Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. I can't believe <laughs> he had the audacity to like go cower before them. It's like you brat. Screw you, Martin. <laughs> Screw you, Martin. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really see how he's like the head of Earth House, but whatever. I, I think like anyone else would be a better head of Earth House. Okay, for, so the girl that we keep Choo-choo. mentioning, the girl that we keep mentioning that you that we never remember her name, it's Cecilia. Cecilia, okay. Cecilia, but yeah, no, I agree. I like Choo Choo. Yeah, Choo Choo is another one I like unambiguously root for now. Even there in the sorry, she seemed like such an asshole. <laughs> But she's an open asshole, you know? <laughs> that sounds yeah. so bad. Okay, I should have said it like that. But she's very <laughs> transparent with her feelings. She's not two-faced, right? Right, right. So even though I thought she was obnoxious at the start, like now, I really like her. Yeah, that's the thing with Shadik, which also makes me not able to sympathize with him much. He's extremely two-faced. He is, yeah. He's probably like five-faced. I feel bad for him, but I don't like him. Exactly, exactly. See, and I feel bad for Guel, but I like him. And that, that's actually reflected in their battle, remember? That Shadik kind of like made fun of Guel for always being so open with his attacks, right? Mm. Like charging in head first. It's totally yeah. like their personalities. Yeah. Gosh, it sure seems like you like Gundam from this conversation. I like Gundam now. I hated the school shit in the first season. Yeah. Like, the the battles for... What, what do they call her? Like the bride and the groom and all that shit. Right. Like, come on. Like, what does that have any relevance? Like, how was that helpful at all to the story other than shipping characters for our entertainment? Well, I love to be entertained, so. I mean, I'm entertained now. That shit was not entertaining to me. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't mind the battles if it was, like, something that they have to do as part of their school learning. Because you have people who are pilots, you have people who work on strategy, people who work with the computer systems, right? Like, that mm-hmm. makes sense that they would then put it into practice. But to have this whole, like, uh, what do you call it? Where you're battling under these high stakes of taking things from each other. So much so that you're actually taking the daughter of the chairman of the school as your betrothed like how stupid is that Uh, you're thinking too logically well now i like it right i'm yeah we're getting into the drama of and the politics of all of this we're seeing like i think the um the government that they have in the spacian school it's like four houses right with like the benerit group which is me and ray's family is at the head of it and then you have like the three other ones and how that's obviously 
in a tumult right now because it looks like one of them, Pale, I think, Pale Industries is trying to overthrow Mirena's family, right? The Benaret group. Right. So I don't know if she's going to be able to become president now because that's what she was trying to do, right? Uh, yeah. Mirena, yeah. I feel like she doesn't care about being president at the moment, but... I think she does. Well, if you're talking about post-battle, she doesn't. Pre-battle, I think she did because she realizes that she needs to, like, take control to make things right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I meant post-battle. Yeah, post-battle, she's she's in depression right now. So (laughs) she's she's blaming herself for everything that Prospera did. Right. I mean, she does have a right to blame herself because she was very naive to even trust that woman. Yeah. I think it's interesting that when Suleta, like, suffers, I feel bad for her. Especially, like, when her mother abandoned her in outer space for some That was so cold, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, my God. But then when Miorne suffers, I just really enjoy it. (laughs) Why? That's so mean. Why? I don't know why. Is it because, like, Suleta to you is, like, truly innocent? Like, she she is a manufactured human. By Prosper, right? Like she was made, and she doesn't really know anything but to follow and love this supposed mother of hers. I guess and now so. she's like getting this opportunity to live a life, a real human life, and you know, try to enjoy it. So you like want her to experience that versus like Mirene is this child of prosperity and in a place right, of power. Right. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Suleta can like even swat a human like a bug, and I don't. I forget her. Yeah, the way she talks about death, right? Why do you find that more uh, sympathetic than me or Annie, who obviously doesn't like to see people die? I know. I really shouldn't. <laughs> I don't think it, like, sank into Saleta until she saw, like, her classmate squash like a bug. Right. I'm not sure she still entirely gets it. <laughs> I think she's getting there. Because even when, when they were handing out the tomatoes or whatever, some of her classmates like noticed that there was a difference in her. Right. That's true. She's definitely like taking more initiative than mm-hmm. she used to. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Miorine and her plans? I think she was foolishly optimistic. Like when she went to go to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that she went to go mediate to like talk with the uh, earthians by herself she's just a high school kid like i don't care like how much experience she has like watching her parents go through the process of you know politicking networking she has not that much experience so like why is she doing that by herself i I just thought it was really dumb and very childish of her to like think she could handle it by herself yeah for sure like, I, I can understand her thinking that way, but, like, how come none of the adults around her, like, went with her? Well, Prospera went with her. <laughs> no, she didn't. Prospera was not in the room. Prospera yeah, was, you know, was doing sneaky things in, in Ariel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but she was not the only adult to go. Like, Mia Rene was there. Well, Guel was off doing Guel things, which he, he should have stayed by Mia Rene's side, honestly. He shouldn't have left her alone. And I think there were some other adults there, although I guess they're not in the position to uh, have negotiations with her. Right. Well, I think she was just very naive and thinking that very naive. it could be resolved so easily. It seems like centuries of uh, oppression. And she's like, oh, I'll make a new building for you. That'll fix everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, very positive, like totally ignoring all of the uh, tension that's there, right? All of the right. grief that these people carry. And I don't know if that's because of like her place of entitlement and her being isolated the way she was back home. And then maybe being affected by Celeste's positivity. She like thought that through the power of love and, you know, kindness and communication, everything would be okay. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that, like, it almost kind of worked on the Earthlings if uh, Prospera hadn't uh, blown stuff up. Yeah, that was um, quite well-timed <laughs> of her, wasn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, I saw that coming. I, you saw that coming. You knew something bad was about to happen. Coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, why is she in the robot? That doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> no, do not ever let that woman in a robot. <laughs> I don't think nobody else could have uh, piloted Ariel, so. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have brought Ariel in the first place. No, but I do understand the whole idea of putting up a front, right? A a front of uh, strength to Mm. sort of be on par with, because they were being escorted by mobile suits from Earth. So, like, shouldn't they also have their own mobile suits? That makes sense to me, but it shouldn't have been Ariel specifically. But also, if, like, you're negotiating, you probably want to uh, not come bearing lots of weapons. Yeah. Who knows what the right thing would have been to do. I don't think there was any way that she could have avoided no. conflict there, going no. with Prospera. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, we are um, getting close to the end now, I think. Really? Well, it's going to end in 12 episodes. You don't think there will be another season? I don't know. I feel like there will be. Going off of, say, one of the more recent big Gundam shows that I saw, uh, Iron-Blooded Orphan being the last one, that was like three seasons too, wasn't it? I thought it was four. Four? Okay. So yeah, I guess this could continue, but we're going to have a break. Like, obviously, it's not going to yeah. go into the next yeah. season. I think it's going to continue. I don't I don't see how it's going to end in a few more episodes. I guess I'm curious where they're going to try to stop it, though, because it needs to be in a satisfying enough stop to... Let us wait without being too crazy. Oh, I think it's going to be a big cliffhanger. Really? Yeah. Any predictions, Draggle? Uh, it'll probably be like Code Geese, where like Suleta and Miorine meet again. And then, uh, let's see, Suleta, now that she's been the jaded lover, she tries to shoot Miorine. And then what? Uh, she pulls the trigger, and then the episode ends. You think that they would end with Suleta shooting at Miorine? And then in uh, season three, it'll start with Miorine does like a midair spin and kicks the gun out of Suleta's hand, just like (laughs) good geese. Okay. All right. Well, time will tell to see if you're right. Yeah. Tune in again to Kaisek Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaisek Anime Podcast or individual accounts at Draco underscore Coon and at Anime BNB. Listen to any of us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.